Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news, along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Hey folks, once again, welcome back to Police Pod Talk. And again, this is time of the month to hang out with Jeff and hear what he has to say. Hey, um, we're not up in Michigan this time. We're down in Indiana. Jeff made a trip down and we're going to talk about some things after we spoke about American Skin, a movie that I felt there was a lot of uh, real uh, stuff happening in. Jeff thought it'd be a good idea, and I did too, that we talk about what's real and what's not real in a lot of TV and uh, movies that we've watched. Jeff, uh, I, I did a lot of talking. Say hey to the people again. <clears throat> Top of the morning to you. Okay. <laughs> and again, uh, thanks for being here. We always want to talk about some crazy things that are related to police work, but after coming off of American Skin last month, we're going to talk about what's real and what's not real. Uh, I'm going to let you kind of take it away, and I'll jump in where I feel. Uh, thanks, and it's always it's always a pleasure. It's always fun to, uh, to do this. So, um, oh, wait a minute, I got a question. Are you sponsoring this again? Nope. Okay, so it's going to be a short one because I can't afford this. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to rewind again. We re- we in our first rewind we uh, talked about American Skin, but uh, we had a few conversations off air in regards to hey, what's real and what's not. I uh, just want to touch on a few points from uh, last month's conversation. Uh, the big one is uh, police officers being human, right? What makes them human? Uh, you know, those types of things. We need it. Uh, and what are and, and I threw this, this question out. What am I willing to do and what am I doing to make it better, right? Mm-hmm. That question was for everybody. So, but we thought, I mean, that was a heavy, heavy conversation. It was a heavy conversation. We put some light to it, but it's a heavy topic. And American Skin brought a lot of things out in that, in, in that, and I do hope that a lot of folks got together and started having conversations. And the big thing about conversations is no one needs to be right, no one needs to be wrong. Uh, just listen, learn, give feedback, and uh, just talk about a little bit. But in in that movie, uh, because, hey, as a police officer, it moved you, we thought we would take a peek a little more lighthearted in regards to what's real and what's not. I'm not a police officer. I did not stay at a Holiday Inn, and I'm not, so that doesn't make me one today. But you being a cop, uh, we thought we'd run through some of these different movies and TV shows and talk about what's real and what's not. So fire um, away, come on, fire away. So I know one of you. Here we go. One of your favorite ones, uh, uh, Blue Bloods. (laughs) You know, we laugh, but I actually like Blue Bloods. Okay, you know, I remember Tom Selleck back in the day. Um, I actually got to see him in person uh, at the Coliseum. His son was playing for playing a volleyball game for some California volleyball team, whatever, the university. But he was there. And the, the one thing I like about him, he's, he's always breathing. <laughs> he's got the all the time. But I like how he you know, handles situations on the show. But uh, if you're asking me what's real, what's not real, a lot of that, uh, you can clearly tell there's police officers involved in the, the making of that, the writing of it. Um, a lot of that is real. A lot of it is real. Um, and New York does have a lot of officers that 
good and bad. I mean, classes are way bigger than the sizes of it I've ever seen. But what's real, um, it's kind of hard to say what's real. But I'm going to say a lot of that you watch is actually pretty real. Yeah, I mean, you're going to need to go into more detail. More detail? Yeah. I mean, the, the way they're walking the beat, the situations that they come up against, they're not always uh, shoot 'em ups um, I mean, a lot of them are just some domestic stuff or just some crazy situations where they've got to deal with someone who, you know, real simple, maybe just has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, I couldn't find a bathroom mm-hmm. or something. Uh, a lot of us, people getting written up, officers being written up for not doing their job or not uh, performing properly, getting fired, uh, the tough decision and all of those, the decisions about, you know, talking to the press, not talking to the press. That's, uh, that's real. I mean, uh, the officers riding together in the car, how close they get as partners, uh, the sharing of information and family drama uh, within the officers, the, the, the officers getting in trouble for drinking on duty or, or maybe you know, coming to work drunk or late. I mean, that's real. Those are real things. And, and you have seen them sit down and have to write a report. And a lot of times you never see that. But no. You see that and you actually get to see a side, you know, the, uh, the, the prosecutor and everyone involved and the uh, that's real. But now the one part that I just I don't like is how uh, the, the brother, the one that's the detective, mm-hmm. uh, how he behaves. Now, come on. Uh, you don't see too many detectives behave that way and keep their job. All right. And you don't see him treat, you know, the prosecutors the way he does and demands what he wants and how, what charges he want to file. You don't see that. You don't see detectives going into a room and yelling at people and slapping them in the head <laughs> with a book. <laughs> Maybe back in the day. But that, you don't see that stuff today. But. Just the, the behavior between officers and the way that the, the commissioner has to handle things, decision-making, press conferences, uh, that stuff is real. That, that's what I like about the show. The, the best part, I believe, in Blue Bloods is when they sit down and eat. Interesting. You know, and, and, the, and the dad, I mean, the dad, as old as he is, I mean, he still throws his two cents in on how yeah, <laughs> and how they could slap somebody around back in the day, yeah, you know, compared to, compared to how they got to mm-hmm. do things today. That is real. There's a lot of changes. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think? Well, no. Like you said, you're not a cop, but, uh, yeah. No, I'm not a cop. Yeah. I'm going to rewind you for a second. All right. Um, you mentioned that you you were under the impression there were police officers that are writers for that show. Oh, yeah, it has to be. What, what gave you that impression? The boring things that I'm, – I'm not saying it's boring, but the – the simplicity of the things that actually happen in a cop's life versus diving over counters and shoot 'em ups and just going home eating popcorn. I'm going to say not so much of that. The conversation. The conversation between mm-hmm. two partners in a car or mm-hmm. walking a beat. Okay. And where one will want to do something and the other one pulls them back. Um, the decision-making of them is, is like real decision-making that you would actually do versus everybody just high speed chasing somebody hang out the window and shoot out the tires you know you don't see that <laughs> so the homework for for the listeners is to find out if there was actual uh current or or uh, former police officers that are writers or, or consultants on that show there obviously go. there's consultants but I'm, I'm thinking about the writing piece oh yeah yeah to be able to write content like that mm-hmm. you, you have to have either lived it or you should be very very good yeah yeah <clears throat> okay so hey, on, fire away um <laughs> I'm going to take you way back. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Hill Street Blues. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, when he, at the end of a squad meeting, he always say, uh, be careful out there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little thing. Yeah. That's kind of hard to... Uh, I'm going to say there's bits and pieces that were real, um, but 
they had too many people involved. I mean, you had the undercover guy, you had the SWAT guy, you had the uniform guy, you had detectives involved. It was too much shoved together to almost keep up with. I know it was on Hills or Hills, I know it was on Blue Bloods, but it's hard to tell on that one. It, it was great for its time. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it, but I, I'm going to say I don't know. I mean, it was good to watch. It was fun to watch, and I don't even remember too many of the shows, but. For its time, it was okay. I don't know if it was real or not. Well, let me ask you this question. Okay. Look, I've never been in uh, the station in New York, you know, the 2-5 or whatever. We want to call it the 7-5, whatever. But that station in Hill Street Blues, it was like tight. Everybody was packed in there. Are there actual police stations like that where it's just a bunch of... Desks shoved together? (laughs) Well, I'm going to say yes and no. Uh, Not so much anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone has their space in their room. and I mean, they've, they've expanded so much. Maybe back then they were, you know, rubbing their butt against somebody's desk, knocking stuff off as they pass by. I don't know. <laughs> it could be like Barney Miller, but I don't know. Tax dollars right there. Everybody got their Sorry, own space. Sorry, I don't know that one. I'm going to have to let uh, Hill Street Blues go. Okay. Well, and again, it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe there was – let me just say this. You asked my opinion. So uh, Blue Bloods, yeah, that's a fun show. It is. It, it's It's fluffy. It's nice and squishy. Yeah. Yeah, you get... The, I mean, the man the, the man feels like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders, but apparently he has answers to everything, so I, I guess that's how it is. But Hill Street Blues is pretty gritty. I mean, if you think about uh, uh, NY... Is, what is it called? NYPD or whatever that yeah. came out with a Dirt Bag or whatever yeah, one yeah, guy was. Not, yeah. yeah, no, uh, Dirt Bag. Anyways, Hill Street Blues is gritty, um, but Blue Bloods is, is more... It's it's fluffy. It makes you feel good at the end. It's like an after school special. Wow. At night. Whoa. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just you asked my opinion, I'm giving it to you. Okay. All I mean right. because but but I watch the reason why I watch it no, let me take you take that back. Because it's on. It's not that I seek it out. Now what I do seek out is, and I'll throw this one at you is Law and Order. Okay. Now, Law & Order's okay. been on 20-plus years, right? I mean, it has spinoff shows. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the funny thing about it is, and I, well, I'm not going to tell you what my opinion is. I'm going to ask you about Law & Order. You watch that show. Oh, yeah. I love, okay. it. love it. Why do you love Law & Order? Because it gives you every aspect of it. It gives you the patrolman, what they got to deal with. Then it gives you the detectives. Then they got to go to the prosecutor. And then they got to go to court and the judge mm-hmm. and the decision. It walks you through all of that. Now, mm-hmm. are all those things go as fast as they have on the show? No. Um, the part that I don't like is the court scenes all the time when they up at, right up against the witness, looking at them, yelling at them. Oh, come on, you don't even get to approach a witness on the stand, okay? You got to stay back. Um, and sometimes they lose. That's the thing. They don't mm-hmm. always win. Mm-hmm. Uh, law and order is good. And, and you do learn some things from them, you know, about the different law, the things you can and can I do. The patrolmen in the uh, show get very little, you know, uh, airtime. It's mostly the detectives. It's mostly the detectives. And, and in a, a, a robbery, a homicide or something, and it's true, patrolmen, they just put up the tape, stand there with the crime scene log, and uh, log people in and out, and uh, they go do their report, and then from that point, it's everybody else. So I guess that part is okay. But the show is great. It gives you everything you need to know how... The police, I don't want to say solve crimes, but deal with crimes all the way up to going to court and sentencing someone. But the reality piece of it. I mean, obviously, I've been in a courtroom before, not because I was 
the defendant, but I've been in a courtroom before, and I understand about being up against, you know, yelling at people and mm-hmm. stuff. But go back to the police side of things. When you were a detective, mm-hmm. you had a partner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have a partner, and you're and you, are those some of the same kind of steps? Now it doesn't show you everything. Right. It doesn't right. show you that these guys may have put in twelve hours, whatever it is. Right. But is some of that real where they got to go in, talk to the lieutenant, the lieutenant tells them, well, good good luck. You got to drive 20 miles to go see somebody, that kind of thing. I want to say no. I, the thing of it is the, a detective knows what they're doing. If you're a detective, you just got to get it done. You don't have to go in there and tell them what I'm going to go do. I got to go do this. They can, they'll come and ask you, hey, what's going on with that case? And then you tell them. But you don't have to go in and sit down and, and explain everything. And then they give you the permission or they yell at you, no, you can't go. Okay, that's all TV. That's somebody who didn't have anything to do. But trying to solve something, you bounce things off of each other. You talk about, you know, which direction you should go. Very, very rarely do one detective go and do something, you know, at night by themselves and then call the other one on the phone as they speeding in a car and they catch up with them. That stuff don't happen. Okay, because you call me at night when I'm not supposed to be there. I ain't answering. Okay. So, yeah. Understand commitment on your side. Well, but I mean, and nobody works as much. Well, I'm going to take that back. They do. If if the detectives are on something hot, they got to stay on it until it goes cold. Because if they go home and go to bed, they're not going to get that lead or who they're looking for. So they will work straight through a lot of times. But Mm -hmm. the show just makes it seem like it's all the time. But... Yeah, well, uh, well, Law and Order is good. I, I enjoy it. You enjoy the show, but you don't find as much reality in that as you do Blue Bloods. Now you sound I'm like gonna... Tom Tom Selleck right now. <laughs> okay. That mustache. <laughs> um, I'm going to say I still enjoy Law and Order more than I do Blue Bloods, um, and I, there's really I can't give you a reason why. Maybe because they don't do enough with the patrolman. Maybe the patrolman need to be involved a little more on Blue Bloods. Even though I know he's a commissioner and he takes care of all of them, but it's not enough. The they ba- need to be the, a little more. The patrolmen are on Blue Bloods. Now, yeah, but they just walking around. and no, they don't, No, they don't get the... you talking about Law and Order. No, on Law and Order. They're just... Law and Order, they don't get as much. Blue Bloods, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Blue Bloods, they do. Oh, thanks for correcting me. People are going to be emailing me on that one. Blue Bloods, they do. Law and Order, they don't. Yeah, and that's the, the difference there. And then sometimes on Blue Bloods, the, the patrolmen do way more than they should. I mean, they out buying groceries, going <laughs> to somebody's house. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang yeah, on. yeah, they, they were. I saw that what's his name and his girlfriend. They went to somebody's house and brought some stuff for him to eat. I'm like, come on, go go no. go to your next call. Well, l- let me stop you for a second. Here we go. Okay. But that's, I've seen that on like social media mm-hmm. where it's not they're going getting groceries, but. The, the cop may have bought something for somebody to eat. Oh, that's that's shop with a cop during Christmas. No, it's not shop with a cop during Christmas. This wasn't even Christmas time. Okay. But I've seen... See, here, here's the problem. Oh, boy. <laughs> you just shut down... You just shut them down getting groceries. And I'm trying to find some good stuff here with the cops so y'all don't get, get defunded. And you just blew them up. No, and, no. That doesn't happen as much as Blue Bloods is showing it. Okay. They always oh. digging in their pocket, pulling out some money. Well, maybe they're paid better. Okay, well, okay. Move <laughs> okay. on. What's the All next right. movie? So Our show. I want to talk about Law & Order for a second. It's okay. been on 20-plus years, oh, spinoffs show. and all these other things. Yeah. You do know you get the same exact thing every time. It's the same order. There's a crime. Yeah. It's the a, handle yeah. and they get the detectives, yeah. And 
and the funny thing about it is people think we get bored of stuff, but no, I want it to go in that order. And here's the other part. I was telling, uh, telling my wife, Judy, this, I don't want to know about Jack McCoy's life. I want you to give me hints about his life, right? Every once in a while, mm-hmm. he's a prosecutor. He will carry his uh, um, motorcycle helmet around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mention his dad was a cop. Give me bits and pieces. I don't want to know about your life. I don't want to. I don't want you going home and stuff. Like Lenny's a drunk. You know the. Uh, yeah. Jerry Arbach, who played. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. Yeah, he. You know, recovering alcoholic. Point. Of, point. I'm trying to make is because that formula is set up that way. I will buy in Law and Order all day. Even watch rerun reruns of it because you can slot in different actors in those areas, and it still carries itself. So you don't like blue bloods when they're sitting around eating at the table? No, because wait, wait, you don't like the old man eating? <laughs> okay, what's the problem? You watched those kids grow up on the show. Those two boys grew up on the show. the The whole thing is annoying to me. Then they sitting there drinking scotch in the in the den or whatever. <laughs> okay. It, Okay, it it's annoying. It is somewhat annoying, but that's not even important. You gave okay. your opinion on it. Um, right. I am I am less of a Blue Bloods guy okay. than I am Law and Order. Okay. That's fine. Um, Hill that's Street fine. Blues. We we will yeah, put that's, it. That's gonna be pushed back by itself. <laughs> I'm sorry. Didn't want to comment. <laughs> Just go on, go on. Come on. <laughs> All right. So we talked about some TV shows. All right. Uh, let's talk about movies because the reason why we're having this conversation is because of things that came out of American skin. Yeah, that's right. So we wanted to look we wanted to look back and say what other movies might have moved us. And there's one here that uh I want to start with. It's called Copland. <laughs> is that with Samuel Jackson? No. Okay. What was the one where he was next door and he kept turning the lights on bright at his neighbor and uh, having he, parties. Wasn't that Copland? No, he no he was. That's was not a bad neighbor. What no. was it? <laughs> but wasn't that Samuel Jackson? What you're talking about, Samuel L. Jackson? It was called Lakeview Terrace. Lakeview. Yeah, okay. All right. Sorry, got them mixed up. Copland. Go ahead. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I'm sorry, but go ahead. That that just that just took the whole thing. Harvey Keitel. Ray Liotta. Okay. Oh. Did you not see this film? I must not have seen this one. Then we can't talk about it, apparently. Well, you go ahead and talk about it. Do so, you think it was real? <laughs> how would I know? How? I, okay, if it's a movie I, with Sylvester Stallone, it ain't real. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. He got away with the Rocky movies, but it, no, he can't be a cop. No. You have to watch this because... No way do that. So it ain't real. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Well, you know, we're gonna skip that one. Let's go ahead and skip that one all. No, no. Here, here's okay. here's my problem with this is. Okay. This is what we. This is what people are gonna now see how what I grew up with. Okay. <laughs> you, you automatically, as soon as I said, as soon as I said Sylvester Sloan, you were like, oh, it can't be a good film. How he can he be a cop? He can't talk. Okay. Okay. Right, I don't think I said that, but go ahead. Copland. Point I'm trying to make is, he is a police officer in this small town in New Jersey. But this small town in New Jersey has all the cops from New York live there. Okay, I'm with the you. The real cops. I'm so they you. don't view him as a real cop. They dismiss him to okay. a point. And there's all these things going on. But what you don't know is the man is very op, uh, observant and everything okay. else. I think I've seen this. And anyways, it's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. And it all boils down to X, Y, and Z. Rob De Niro's in it as well. Hmm. So... Yeah, you missed out. Okay, I'm going to have to look that one up. 
<clears throat> yeah, that didn't sound convincing at all, but that's okay. What's the next movie? Well, I don't think I have anything else. I'm kind of angry at you right now. <laughs> but no, I, I don't like the, way, the fact that you dismiss things and make fun of them before you even have an opportunity to see it. Okay, I will go watch it. I, my bad, my bad. What's the next movie? I thought it was... Um... What was the movie with uh, Will Smith and uh, Oh, Martin? Bad Boys? Oh, man, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get no more real than that. Yeah, they did a lot of paperwork in that film. <laughs> so. No. no. I mean, just, I don't even have to go into anything. No. Okay. No. It's a high-speed chase, and they, they can never catch up to anybody, but they speed. I don't understand what that means. Okay, on the, on the highway, they were chasing some truck, a truck, and they was in a sports vehicle. No, they were in the truck. No, not the only one where, where he was spilling food in his car. The first one? I don't know if it was the first one. Or not. Okay. okay, I don't like any. I really don't like those movies. Why did you have me bring that one up then if you didn't? Well, because. I, why don't you like, I mean, those are entertaining films. Entertaining films, right. Yes. But it, what's, the problem I have with a lot of movies when they have policemen in them, people tend to think that's how all policemen behave. And they want to either be a detective so they can go in there and yell at somebody in the interview room all right, you know, grab him by the collar, put a gun in here. What is that one? Chicago um, PD. PD. Okay, there you go. That guy, Raspy Boys. He's always yelling at somebody, pointing a gun at someone, and then going into an interview, interrupting somebody in the middle of an interview. That does not happen. And then he's threatening people, you know, and then he's a dirty cop. I mean, that bothers me. That, that right there, to me, causes more harm than good for citizens who look at policemen. And somebody said, well, I'm a detective. And the first thought they do, oh, you go in a room with one light over top of somebody and you stand over and point and yell at them and threaten them. And they ask for a lawyer and you say you don't need a lawyer and you hit them with a phone book. No. That's the stuff that bothers me about police movies and police shows. When they show things that are just so far not real, uh, that bothers me. Will Smith and them, come on. They shoot up everything and never write anything. They're never suspended. They never have to answer to anybody. And it's entertaining. Yes. Okay. So, and that was the name. Martin Lawrence. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. So we I'm have, ex- we I'm have. Ex- down off my soapbox. Well, stay up there. Okay. I'm well, here. that's the reason why we're doing this. We have extremes, right? Oh, yeah. We have entertainment and we have other, other, mm-hmm. there's one called End of Watch. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. That's too, that's too good. <clears throat> that, that one is a really good movie. I mean, even starting at the very beginning, there's uh, someone reciting a poem about being a policeman. And I don't have it with me, but I actually have it hanging up in the office mm-hmm. on the wall. Just the start of that movie, if that poem doesn't hit you as a policeman and you understand what you're talking about, then you don't need to be. You, you turn your stuff in. I mean, to see the relationship between the two officers, seeing mm-hmm. them joking and teasing each other, seeing mm-hmm. their families come together. Mm-hmm. He's dating this girl, the other partner, he's married. Mm-hmm. How important all that stuff is to each and every one of them. Watching the female officer trying to fit in with two females that have been there a while. Uh, and the one part that was so real where the one officer, would he get stabbed in the eye with a, uh, a knife or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's okay, but they have to cut his vest off. And he's worried about his vest, how much he had to pay for that vest. And he ain't worried about what happened to him. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. to me, it was so real. The things that were real in that movie, uh, I mean, all the way to the end, all mm-hmm. the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say, again, there had to be some policemen on there writing that because that was great conversation. Uh, like you say, great dialogue. Um, and, oh, the part where 
they went in the crack house and the, the, the mom didn't know where the kids were at. And then here the kids are in the, in the closet. And that bothers me so much because those are two little kids in a movie who had such real fear on their face when they got found. Mm-hmm. And you think there's no way uh, you could make a little kid look like that. So that had to bother them. And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, that was real. You but, know? but you've experienced that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I can't remember the kids, uh, the situations I've seen them in. But, yeah, these that was real. That was heart-wrenching, real, good stuff there. So I appreciate that because that, that, I ran into a, uh, end of watch. But here's the deal. I can now see. Let's go all, we go all the way back to American Skin. I can now see what moves you because of the situations that you've been in and you see it on film. Hmm. It takes you back to a time. It takes you back to a yeah. moment as, as far as it goes. It could be at right. a, it could be at a cop's funeral. It could be in a, it could be in a, a squad meeting. It could be wherever it is. Yeah. You, you go back to those things. Hey, look, my life is not that exciting. I'm a you know, sales guy, whatever, but you watch these sales movies and you can see some of those things that happen in yeah. some in some of the movies. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. No, that was not me. Um, <laughs> but point I'm point I'm trying to make is, I, I I saw how you flipped from Bad Boys to End of Watch like that. I mean, it was it was a boom. You're on to the next thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. So there's a film called Gone Baby Gone. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Dennis Lehane wrote the book. He also wrote uh, Mystic River. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the guys that I got some of his books, outstanding writer. I watched Gone Baby Gone with um, Casey Affleck, uh, Morgan Freeman, Ed Harris, and I can never watch that movie again. Hmm. One scene with it with the crazy people took the boy off the street. Yeah, the little boy. Oh yeah, and they yeah. they cut over and the boy was dead in, in, in the in the bed, and Casey Affleck shot the guy. Yeah, I mean. Because I have children, yeah, I couldn't, I, I can't do it. So when art imitates life for you as a cop, that is that is where you find yourself not being able to separate reality from fiction. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you can't. I'm saying it's hard to do. Oh, it yeah. pulls you in, in different areas, and and the, the when I talk about a movie being an Oscar winner or whatever else, it does need to move you. Now, that's it's opinion, right? Yeah, that's true. It's opinion. All right, so we talked about end of watch. Um, we're going to go out into La La Land with this one, the colors. <laughs> I'm going to say at, at its time, um, uh, it felt real. It, it, it felt real. And I like how, and, and the reason I like that movie is because when you become a training officer and you've got a young person that you're training, you are trying to keep them alive. You really do care about them. And it takes a little bit of time to build that. But your job is to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Your job is to, so they can go on to the next training officer and learn a little bit from you. They have to learn everything from you. And that's what that movie was about. Mm-hmm. But he learned a lot from his first training officer. And what did he do? He took some of the stuff he learned right away and tried to teach it to the next guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's telling a joke about the bulls. bulls you know? yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he messed it up. But, I mean, he was trying <laughs> to tell it. And I think that was a part of the movie that was the best for me. The older cop could put himself in situations that the younger cop really couldn't. Mm -hmm. And he could talk to people. He was talking to people Mm -hmm. the way the young guy couldn't. Mm -hmm. And he slowed things down. The young guy was, you know, 100 miles an hour. And, I mean, that that movie showed a lot about 
the training and the learning of rookies. Uh, and I took a lot from that because then I eventually became a training officer. And I remembered, yeah, you move just a little bit slower. You see things a little bit sharper. Mm-hmm. And you don't get fired up near as much. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not because of you've got age on you as much as all of a sudden now you start to understand how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. Going back to American Skin, how to deal with people, how to make a traffic stop in a way that you don't have to be at high alert, you know, mm-hmm. or yellow or whatever it is. You can go down to the next level because now they've gone down. Mm-hmm. Seeing that and understanding discretion, mm-hmm. that's that's the big thing. And I, I like that movie. It was, it was really good. Um, Holmes, they kept going, yeah, Holmes, yeah, Holmes. I heard Holmes so many times. Man, I was going to go home after a while, but, man, the, the movie is good. The movie is a good movie. So if you've never seen it, take some time and watch it. And the relationship between those two and, and what happened to him at the end, yeah. I mean, that was hard. That was mm-hmm. hard to watch. But, yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, there there's some, go, there's some good ones out there. We can we could probably talk about this all day. Um, one of my favorites to watch <laughs> I'm and not going to dismiss it. But you ahead. are going to dismiss it 100%. <laughs> you are. Go ahead. You're going to spit your cereal out. <laughs> I'm listening. So whenever, if ever I can get a chance on a rainy Sunday or some cold Sunday or whatever where it's just nothing to do, right. I will find the French connection. Hmm. And if you just sit back and, and just get into it the french connection is an outstanding film to watch it's old it's gene hackman popeye doyle i mean it's you you know the premise of the movie yes okay so it that one i will watch um Hmm. but but here's the deal i have to commit yeah yeah. because the french connection is not it's like seven ups with uh um the guy that was in jaws you have to commit to films like that because they not bring in over the top shootouts yeah, and, and exactly. all that. It it, yeah. it is it, it's methodically put together. So, um, one thing I did learn today is there's extremes, in yeah. in yeah. obviously in films, but I also learned that you can equi- you can actually see yourself in some of those movies and TV shows because oh, yeah. of the, the situations that you've been in. Right. I wonder about that with other police officers. I'm pretty sure uh, you having that conversation with them, they will find that there, there's some similarities in regards to, hey, that was a situation I was in before. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I wonder what they think at that time. Because some stuff you don't want to remember. You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, I do. I mean, we're human. <clears throat> we're not perfect. Uh, were there mistakes made? Sure. And anybody that says there wasn't, I mean, they're just lying to you. But Because you're learning on the job. Mm-hmm. You're learning. I mean, you can go to the academy, but when you get out there, you're like, they didn't teach us this. You know, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? You know, so, yeah. Yeah. So That's funny. <laughs> you know, you have your movie. The one that I would watch over and over, and I, I, I actually was um, a, uh, I got to teach at a, a university, and I taught uh, Criminal Justice 101. Mm-hmm. And we ended up at the end of the whole session, um, we watched a movie together that just showed how this movie predicted a lot of things that are happening in the future. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it. <laughs> and I know 
it's funny because if you watch it, you go, we have that now. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is to sit back, like you said, and it don't have to be rainy for me because, you know, I'm, I'm just by myself at home. You know, me and my wife, and if she goes somewhere, I throw the movie in. Demolition Man. <laughs> now, <laughs> Demolition Man, if you watch it, <laughs> you're looking and go, okay, this stuff ain't real. This stuff don't work. If you watch the movie, the mm-hmm. stuff in that movie way back then mm-hmm. to now is actually working. I mean, they, we actually have a lot of those things. L- let me just stop here. <laughs> I just need you to tell me one of the characters in that film. Wesley Snipes. Who's the other guy? <laughs> I know what you're trying to get me to say. Say it. Uh, I don't remember the other guy's name. <laughs> Who's okay? Who played right, the Demolition Man? It wasn't St- Sylvester Stallone, was it? I thought he was sick. <laughs> they had to throw in a stunt double. <laughs> That's, that's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right, I know where you're going. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, so, it is it is a good it is a good movie. Uh, yes, he played a policeman. In so the movie. you you do know you just contradicted yourself from I, yeah, the beginning know, of the segment. I know. I know. I need I know. you to apologize. I'm not. Oh, to who? Sylvester? No, I don't care about him. Yo, Adrian. Okay, no, <laughs> that's what you sound like. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, Demolition no, man. that's a good one. Just watch Demolition Man for all the things that are now. Yeah. Uh, versus and when that movie came out, it's really neat. The movie, but, the movie's funny. Yeah, don't my. I guess my thing, us doing this, you can't look at TV and movies and say, I want to be a cop because of that. Mm-hmm. You will know in your heart. You will know it's burning inside of you. You will know. If you want to be a police officer, you need to look into it and see that there are some slow nights. There are some busy nights. Uh, there are times when you spend your whole night writing a report on something you did the first half hour. And then that's your night and you go home and you're like, that's all I got to do. But I did 12 pages of work, you know, so don't base it on that. And if you really want to just ask a policeman mm-hmm. and that's the whole conversation piece, make them human. Go up to him and say, hey, dude, I just got finished watching demolition man is that real and they look at you get away from me they're gonna say i don't like that sylvester stallone anyway <laughs> you know, that was some, okay. that was some academy stuff right there. yeah but yeah this real and not real um you got to find out for yourself but for policemen looking at it we know right away uh that was it was not ncis what's those crime where they find a piece of hair on the ground and they build a whole body from it those those lab movies and all those kind of things you know okay no. see that you, you went to an extreme but no i didn't no i didn't see it's the csi csi same <laughs> thing okay okay they, they always find a partial fingerprint but then they can tell you who it is okay, <laughs> come on come on all well, right the, all right we're gonna t- we're gonna uh not not on this one we're gonna talk about um uh jury duty okay at some point but last thing i i, I would say is this is just give me your formula. What, as we wrap this this conversation up, what would be your formula for an outstanding movie that would have reality in it as a cop movie? Just give me three bullet points. What three things that would make it great? I think it would have to have uh, the relationship and conversation between partners. Mm-hmm. The relationship between... Uh, handing off a investigation to the detectives. What does it take? And then what the prosecutor will or will not take in the court. I mean, what you know and what you can prove are two different things. Mm-hmm. And also the winning and the losing. 
I mean, you don't always win when you go to, to court. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a rookie, when I lost, I lost in court on my first one when I wrote a traffic ticket. And I put down the wrong intersection where the guy ran the light at. Mm -hmm. And he was a young kid. And he was just sitting there smiling the whole time. And the judge said, you got any questions for, this, for the witness talking to me? And the kid said, no, I have nothing for the officer. And he stepped down and the officer. The kid says, you know what, Your Honor? I did run the light. But according to what he wrote on this ticket, that's not the intersection. And the judge looked at me, and my training officer looked at me, and I said, well, I thought it was. He said, that's not right. He said, he said son, you're right. He, he said it was at this intersection, but according to the ticket, it was at that one. Mm -hmm. Just said, you're free to go. Sent the kid out, he walking out smiling. I had nothing to throw at him. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> so, Could've you know, just, just, just learning that, uh, hey, you you can make mistakes. You can lose. And after that, I made sure I was, and I learned. I learned from that. Just be sharp on what it is you do. Pay mm -hmm. attention. But, yeah, that would be the things that uh, would make a really good movie for me. It doesn't have to have the shoot 'em up You know, just show what is real. What's real? Blue Bloods is real. <laughs> Blue Bloods is not real. And what you just mentioned would be a sleeper, so. Okay. Anyway, All right. We're going to wrap it up. <clears throat> yep. What, what are we talking about next next month? talking about sports sports okay sports and police work and how that all pans together and how your attitude from there comes so folks again uh, we always thank you for joining us uh, we're going to be either in michigan or indiana depending on which team wins uh, we're going to be talking about sports uh, next month and how it relates with police work and uh, things that you can learn or not learn from sports uh, from your coaches and from the ad's and and from teammates you know and uh I always said some of your best uh, workers, uh, employees, some of your best partners at work had something to do with sports. They were involved in sports somewhere. Some of your best leaders uh, were somehow involved in sports. Even if they were a cheerleader, <laughs> they were involved in sports. <laughs> but, again, thanks for listening to the Police Podcast. Jeff, thanks a lot. And um, Crazy Socks for Cancer didn't sponsor this one. That's okay. We'll get them next time. Folks, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you again next week on Police Pod Talk. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. <laughs>